Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Hot as shit in here. I'll say it is. Oh, 75 God. degrees in this Come fucking on, room. man. We have Angela Hill. We have Bilal Muhammad. We have Andre Feely on the show today. Yeah. Um, I like it. It makes the time go fast. And um, I guess we should get right to... First of all, I'm sick, so I apologize in advance for how shitty I sound. <laughs> I um, like it, Jimmy. Yeah, but the UFC doesn't play games. They they fucking crack the whip. You got to be here, so I'm here. Oh, um, but my voice, I, I know, is very irritating. You want me to do the heavy lifting? Uh, no. Oh, Thank God. You know why I can't hear? Because yes. I was turning up the wrong headphones. That's I, how stupid I am. I think you made mine better, though. I want to start talking about, uh, we should just get right to it, uh, the Stephen A. Smith controversy with uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> him saying that... Uh, He's called Cowboy Cerrone a quitter. And I don't know how you see that. Here's what I think happened, and Joe called him out on it. I think Stephen A. Smith, he might know a lot about UFC, but as far as being an announcer and being involved in the UFC world, I think this is more newer to him. I'm not saying he hasn't talked about uh, it. I would love to know his background. Does anybody know if he does sports? Did he used to do sports or anything, guys? Do you guys know? He played basketball. He played basketball. He he's the comments he made was more than just a quitter. I mean, I think he said something out. I think he was a little bit ruder than that. What right? did he say exactly? I'm just going by the way here. I don't know. Do you guys do you want to play it? Can't we play that shit? It's a UFC thing. Fuck. I'd rather do that than Now did Joe address him on the uh Joe said something he we had uh Josh uh Thompson and uh and um he had him on his show and they were they were talking about it and then after that Fucking Stephen, what is his name? A. Stephen Tom? A. Smith. A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Um, double down on, double down on it, and fucking was, I think, calling out Rogan, Joe Rogan. Again. You could but, say it was a disappointing performance, but to uh, think that he's a quitter. Cowboy uh, fights every three days. I want to hear what he said. Uh, not, I, I want to hear exactly what yeah. he said. And uh, as these guys are stumbling. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I think this should be queued up, though. I just like this fuck. I don't want to start shit. I'm just saying it's on the show. It's on the prep sheet. It's on the prep and sheet. I love Rogan. Rogan is just 
He just he he's an honest guy. He won't let that go. Uh, the way he said it, uh, I did he say he folded and this? I, I think he was pretty rude. I don't I don't want to misquote forty him. seconds. Yeah, but uh, this is the thing. He got we, his orbital socket broken. Uh, they, right, exactly. Uh, he's he's talking like a guy that never got, uh, and I'm not saying it like a guy that just like a tough guy, but he's speaking like a guy that never experienced getting hit in the face, like never getting a kick or a punch. He doesn't know what that would feel like when you're saying, uh, "Oh, this team they mentally quit," or they did like like in a in a sport. It, it's a, I mean, how do you say that when the guy got he got, I mean, he got fucked up. You got to give Cr- Connor for, for the. Credit. He should be giving Connor credit for a a long layoff, coming in and fighting the main event. I mean, there's a lot of the pressure he must have had on him, and to perform like that versus a guy who has got the most finishes in the UFC, uh, a record for the most um, wins. Fin- wins by. Uh, yeah, listen. How many records does he have? I'm gonna, most wins, most wins by exa- submission. I mean, so the guy's. I mean, far from a punk, and you're gonna say that the other guy just quit. Uh, he got his, I don't know, maybe he got his fucking... He got his, his ass kicked by fucking... Connor. He got, he got his nose broken, it's... and then he got kicked in the face, yeah. um, but... and he, he got just basically, uh, he was out. I mean, they had to stop that fight. He didn't quit. I... He was being pummeled. I'll tell you what's hysterical is that fucking guy on the mitts, though. Hey, you might be trying to get... My wife looks 10 times better than him on the mitts. Oh, my Who? God. Oh, he's fucking... Stephen fucking A. Smith, whatever. I don't watch sports, so I know this guy might just make a living being like controversial talking about sports, but... Uh, well, he was really disrespectful, man. I didn't care for it. Yeah, let's hear what he says. Right, let's hear what he says. Here we go. The other thing is this. Listen, you can't be, you can't avoid being happy for Conor McGregor. He's great for the sport. When he wins, it elevates the profile for the sport, unlike anybody else in the UFC. We get all of that. But the flip side to it, coming into this fight, Calvo Cerrone had a reputation for not stepping up in the big moment. Now, he's been around for a long time. Most wins, most closes, we get all of that because he finishes the job. When he wins, but when he's lost, remember he's never been a champion. They, right. they, you know, they talked about that. This was his first pay-per-view event ever. He says so, the biggest fight so, in his career. So here's what I'm thinking: the lights might have been too bright, Joe. The lights might have been too bright. We have seen that from fighters from time to time. Those bright lights shine down upon you, and you just ain't ready. No matter how much experience you have, you don't have that experience. You just ain't ready, and that's how it looked tonight. Cowboy Cerrone just didn't look ready. He wasn't ready for the way Conor McGregor started. That Hold is for on, certain. I, that, you know, oftentimes I don't think that's is- unfair. If he's saying that somebody doesn't win certain fights or they panic, and I think he's allowed to make that criticism because he's not questioning his heart. If you're questioning the way somebody... Like, there was always a, a, a criticism of Alex Rodriguez because he would never do well in the playoffs. Like, one of the things about Derek Jeter was he was fucking spectacular in the playoffs. Did they miss a Sorry, A-Rod wouldn't perform well in the playoffs. So that was a criticism of him. But he's still seen as an, an incredible player, but just not in, in, in those moments. So I think that's fair to say, look, he, he's had a hard time when it's been... Uh, but maybe that's a mental thing. It has nothing to do with his Listen, heart. we knew going into this fight, we talked about it, that uh, early on, Connor's super dangerous. He's known to be super dangerous early on. And... Cowboy's been known in fights to be a little bit of a slow, slow starter. Start, yeah. So sometimes, you know, and sometimes in those main events, not all the time, um, he didn't have his best performances. But to say that the lights got to him, I mean, the guy's got what has he got? Over fifty fights. He's got yeah. like at least sixty or something. He's got he's got a lot of he's got a fucking insane amount of fights. I just think that Connor was on point, and we knew he was that dangerous, but. 
I just don't like getting into hearing that he quit. So far, I didn't hear him say that yeah, he quit. Yeah, that, that's... I, 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 just, I just wanted to stop it there because, to me, you're allowed to question if somebody performs well in big spots. I didn't have a problem right, right. there yet with anything. But, uh, listen, I don't know, man. The guy, is he, he sounds like a... Just, you know, is he new to the sport? I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's what I was saying. I think he's... He, I, he almost seems him. nervous talking with Joe really? about... MMA publicly like he's a guy who probably likes it he enjoys it but he knows he's talking to probably the guy who is better than anybody at discussing it yeah and and I think that you know of course he likes Connor and that's great um and it's better for UFC in a business sense that Connor won but I don't agree that it's better for the sport I, I don't think it's bad for the sport if Cowboy wins uh but to question yeah. if he questioned Cowboy's Heart, we're saying he didn't show up. I think that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen, he should stick to watching the other shit. They should have guys that just know what's going on with the uh, with mixed martial arts. I mean, otherwise, it's it just sounds silly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, what are we gonna talk about? Now? We have Andre okay. Feely. Oh, I love talking to Andre Feely. He's like a geek like me with that other shit. You know that, right? With like the comic books and all that kind of stuff. He likes that stuff. He does, right? Yeah. Make fun of him. Nah, you don't make fun of me. You don't judge me, Jimmy. Andre. Yo, I cracked my I cracked my phone screen. It was uh it was a good time. How'd you <laughs> I crack cracked it? my phone screen and that dude Mosh I just pit. dropped my phone. I, oh, you I wish I had a better I wish I had a better story. I just I just dropped my phone screen. I, I dropped my phone, shattered <laughs> the screen. So the only reason I had an iPhone eight, I was completely happy with it. The only reason I got a 10 is because I dropped my iPhone 8 and shattered it. I went, okay, fine. I'll get the 10. I'll get the 10. And then a week into having the 10, they dropped the iPhone 11, and my girl wouldn't shut up about, oh, my God, the new camera. You have to get one, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not getting an 11. I'm good with the 10. I didn't even want the 10. I, I was good with my 8. Literally a week into having my iPhone 10, I dropped it, shattered it. So now, did you, are you getting the screen replaced? Cause they, you can take it somewhere and have it replaced. Honestly, it's shattered pretty bad. I'll probably end up getting a regular, I'll probably end you up got, getting the 11. Oh, just getting the I'll new phone. I'll probably end up doing the same thing everybody else does. Man, I get like these big, like bulletproof fucking, uh, cases. Cause I drop, I drop shit. Like you should have saw me walking in before I knocked over Jimmy's shit. Yeah. I'm a mess. Yeah. I'm a fucking mess. Matt's a very wide man. I'm a wide dude. It's, Hey, uh, Andre, really quick, because yeah. I know you're into the same shit that I'm into. Do you have yeah. that DC app or no? I have the DC app. I just I don't use it as much. I have the Marvel and the DC app. And <laughs> the DC app is is good, but it won't stream on PlayStation Four, so I don't oh. I don't use it that much. Man, I want you to check out. I don't want to lose a lot of the audience here, and I, I know I'm talking about cartoons, and because he likes that shit, he likes like all this. I love that shit. I want you to check out that Harley Quinn cartoon, man. It's not for kids. It's a lot no, of really? fuck. I'm Good. telling you, listen to me, Andre. I have three daughters. You so even I'm lost like, Andre on that one. No, we he's did not like, ah. lose him. No, he's he, trust me. He's with me. He's with me on this. No, I'm I'm with you. He is with me. Trust me. I know I my people. I would way rather talk about this than fighting. Yes, honestly. we'll get to fighting in a second. But listen, uh, I'm telling you, I checked out that that Harley Quinn cartoon because I got three daughters. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. maybe it's something for them. Man, they're talking about. She's talking about finger banging and fucking, and it's All crazy. Right. It's fucking crazy. It's an you adult like cartoon. It. It's, a, it's an adult cartoon. Not for I'll kids. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Check it out. I, I, um, it's fun. I got I got that Disney Plus. I, I had like a year free, so I signed up for it. 
And I went back, I'm going back and watching all the old 90s cartoons, dude. I fucking, I'm like halfway through the 90s, the 1994 Spider-Man. Oh my God, dude. It's It's so good. It's fun. It's so good. I like it. I can't remember the last cartoon I enjoyed. Like, not because I think I'm too cool for it. I just don't watch them. I mean, I I don't like it. It's funny, man. I I like like the brutality of old children's cartoons. Like yeah. like being smashed in the faces with safes, um, yeah. gunshots to Daffy Duck's beak, like that type of stuff I enjoy. Yeah. But I can't think of anything newer or superhero-ish that I like. Well, this, you know, this is the thing. Adult. This is the thing. Whenever I hear someone be, like, whenever, because trust me, I I have to I have to share a hotel room with Danny Castillo on Fight Week, and all he does is talk shit to me about comic books and cartoons. That's great. I'm telling you, no matter how big of a critic you are, if you put the right cartoon on or you read the right comic book and you just give it a chance. Halfway through, you'll forget you're watching something that's a cartoon. You'll be so invested, you'll actually give it, dude. This '90s Spider-Man cartoon, it's like which one is it? Half, it's like half about him juggling three girlfriends and half about him fighting people as Spider-Man. Like it's crazy the shit they are doing in, in those like in those old cartoons. Like they're they're good, dude. I like what? that he's banging a different girl. He walks out, she's got web on her face and hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really quick though, what's the name of that one so I can check it out? On Spider Man, what? It's just Spider Man. It's it's the animated series from like '94, but it's just Spider Man. Super che- '90s, but it's good. I'm gonna yeah. check that out, man. Do you watch like the Japanese, like the uh, the, the all the uh, what do they call that? Anime. Uh, the the anime. anime. So that's I, I respect it, but that's a different that's a different category of nerd. I'm I, I like American comics and American cartoons. Like I'm a total nerd about like old Tex Avery and Chuck Jones and like old Looney Tunes cartoons and like 90s cartoons and Saturday morning cartoons. I read a bunch of comic books from Marvel and DC and Image, but I, I just can't get into uh, I can't get into the Japanese stuff, man. I want to because I'm a total fucking nerd. I want to get into the Japanese stuff, but it's just it's a different thing that I'm into, man. Like I, I just put on that movie Akira that's supposed to be like the one. Like yeah. it's supposed to be one of the best stories ever made, like the most – and 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 like that's the anime that everybody says, dude. Like it's it won awards and all this shit. I just I just finally watched it like th- like two weeks ago, and I just I can't do it, man. Hard to I get through it. I feel the same way, man. And I like all those. Sh- I like all that stuff too. You know, Flashpoint Paradox though. Watch that uh, one. I told you about that one before. Flashpoint that's on Paradox the DC good, app. Dude. What's Black that? Flashpoint Paradox is good. Dude. Ah, he's seen it. Good. Is that an animation? Yeah. That's an animation, yeah. but that's fun. That's a good one, man. That's violent. Dude, I promise. I promise. If you put a movie like Flashpoint Paradox on, like yes. I know that you're not a, I know you're not a, a big, a comic or cartoon guy. If I put, if we all sat down and we put that movie on, you'd forget you're watching a cartoon halfway through. It's true. After like the fourth dude gets cut in half with a sword and fucking. Wonder Woman's making out with Aquaman and shit. Yeah. You forget we we're even watching. You'd be like, "This movie's fucking dope." It is. All right, I'll try it. I mean, I look, I'm not. I'm, I'm a pretty open-minded. Uh, I don't like like animated porn. I don't like. Like that's what yeah, kind of turned me, me off to it. The whole like eight octopus tentacles and a vagina. I'm like, what is this, dude? I but that's that's a whole another conversation, dude. Because I I get to the point where like I'm kind of embarrassed to fucking watch porn, dude. Some of the shit that, dude. If I see one more stepsister, stepbrother. Ste- who's watching that? I, I know. know. Go for the real siblings. I know yeah. Who's watching oh. it? Because there's obviously a fucking demand for it. Because every other video is some family thing, dude. 
and I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I, I I don't get it. I don't I, either because I'm not attracted to anybody in my family. Thank God. But you know, it's funny. I I was we talked about this recently on one some of the. I think the thing that makes it attractive to people is it's the last taboo. Like everything yeah. is so desensitized and everything is so available. That's what people yeah. see as the last thing that's naughty. I like uh, pog mature pog, fat ass white girl. Pog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody's that. into their own shit. Yeah. Don't yeah. judge me, Jimmy. No, I'm not. No, not, hey, look, okay. I'm not judging you. I Thank just, you. I'm not judging. If you're not hurting anybody, do whatever the fuck makes you happy. If if but but what I I just I don't get any like there's weird shit that I'm not into, but I can look at it and go, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right. But the stepsister. The brother, the dad shit is the mom shit is like, yeah. who is this? Who is this for, fucking, dude? Like, fucking who, sickos. Who, who, is, who are you? There's obviously an audience because there's so much of the shit. But like, I I look at that and I'm like, dude, I I don't get it. I dude, don't understand that. That's at all. that's right. not for me, dude. Plus, they're all close in age. The stepfather's 31. The daughter's 28. <laughs> Why don't we get into some fighting? Yeah. You know, do you yeah. know that he's in a band? Yes, I do. Uh, Born, Born Breach. Yes. Do you Born write Breach. your own lyrics? Yeah, always. Always, yeah. That's something I've been doing for a long time. I started making hip-hop as a kid, and then I started getting really into uh, into hardcore and punk as I got older. And, and so what I do now is sort of a blend of both. But, yeah, I, I always write my own lyrics. You're from New York, man. New York's got, like, the hardcore scene. Do you guys are pioneered oh, that dude, You would have loved CBGBs back in the day. Did you ever go? Sure. I never went there. I went sure. there a couple times. It's not my scene. I mean, I mean yeah. it's. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't get the mosh pit thing. I just want. I don't like people bumping into me. Yeah, the sweat. I don't yeah. get it. I just don't. Ah, that fucking. Ah, I'm gonna start double legging people. I, I don't want to get, get fucking. It. I'm, I'm short too. When you yeah. you're a tall guy. I don't want to be yeah. in there like ah. It's not gonna be good. No. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I get it. I, the older you get, the more the more you turn into the guy. Uh, Standing in the back of the room with his arms crossed, like, yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't really, you don't really. I can do that. Like, I'm, I'm almost thirty, dude, and I can't remember the last time I got in the pit. <laughs> like so, yeah. yeah. But it's it's fun, man. It's 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 fun to make music. It's fun to like anything where you can like share that energy with a room full of people. You know, anything where you can just like that express that like that 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 feeling is 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 something that attracts me man whether it's fighting or music or 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 i mean there's all kinds of things like there's things i i love i love fighting and i'd like to think i'm pretty good at it i i love music and uh depending on what kind of music you like you might think i'm good at it and you might think i fucking suck at it but uh even things like skateboarding or like tattooing like i can't i'm not a tattoo artist but i love i love tattooing like i love the art of tattooing i I love skateboarding. I am a I am a dog shit skateboarder, but I love <laughs> skateboarding and I love watching skating and I love seeing people like sort of express that like that that feeling that I think we all have. Like I don't want to say I mean girls have it too, but like as a man, I think especially a certain type of man, like you have this thing in you that you want to like you know you know what I mean. You have this like this this energy and, it, and there's you you need these outlets whether it's whether it's fighting or music or skating or tattooing or whatever your thing is, like it doesn't matter what it is, like whatever it is, like you have this thing that you just have to express, you know? It's like this righteous fucking anger, that, you know, this frustration, this this like energy, this this thing that's in you that that whatever your art is, you you express through that. And I think that's like an important thing. And there, there's a couple like 
like the dorks have basically got their hands on everything except for these last few things, you know, like they haven't quite infiltrated fighting yet. Like they're trying, but they haven't infiltrated fighting yet. And I think skating is the same way. And I think, I think punk is the same way. Like I think a lot of music is the same way where it's sort of these, like these last, these last, like, bastions of like honest expression and and they that shit attracts me a lot man i want to ask you about your uriah tattoo too you have a great tattoo of uriah faber is that on that's on your calf i think yeah it's on my ankle uh if you've seen my legs you see there's not a lot of room to work with (laughs) (laughs) no but it was really i saw a good photo of it what is it his face yeah, I got a portrait of Faber on my leg, yeah. Oh, well, Faber, listen, he's a great guy. How did I he react when you showed him? Did he know you were going to uh, do it? No, I didn't tell him. I just went and did it. Uh, I got tattooed by this dude, Steve Butcher, who's like a like an inc- like a ridiculously good tattoo artist. Like He he really is like something special. Um, he does like a lot of real photo- photorealistic tattoos. So uh, I went down to SoCal and got tattooed by him. And uh, I just sent – when it was done, I just sent the picture to Faber and um, – yeah, it's not his style at all, but he he appreciated it, you know. Like he uh, he was he was stoked on it. He 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 appreciated it. Um, it's just kind of a thing. My little my my favorite's kind of an older brother to me, you know. And and a kid, there's a kid that I kind of like raised up who's like a little brother to me, and uh, and he has me tattooed on him, you know. It's just kind of a thing. Like it's just kind of like pay it forward. Just Circle kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you went to a guy of, who does good. What, what did you call it? Photo like tattoos. Yeah, photorealism. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to. Because this, you ever go online and look at like botched tattoos or people who have celebrities yeah. and it looks sure. really bad. I mean, those are the greatest things on, on online. Is people who have like Dude, the I Sopranos. Can look at bad tattoos for hours. I can <laughs> look at bad tattoos for hours. I don't know why. It's a guilty pleasure. But yeah, when you when you do a when you do a portrait, you know, if you get traditional, I mean, you you want a good tattoo artist no matter what. But some tattoos are easier to fuck up than others, and. When you're talking about like a realistic, like a, a color realism piece, like, I mean, shit could go wrong real bad, like real easy shit could go wrong. Like you really need someone who knows what they're doing and like, yeah, it's it's a very, very like niche part of tattooing, someone who can do a real photorealistic tattoo like that. And, and so uh, Steve's one of the best guys, Steve Butcher's one of the best guys in the world at that style and... Um, he killed it, man. I was super happy with it. So he draws it on you first, and then you see what it's going to look like. Uh, not really. It's it's really hard with that style to like, you know, like more traditional style with hard outlines. They they can draw it on you and they can freehand it on you and show you what it's going to like. With this, it's more like he takes a takes a photo, like an actual picture of Faber, um, and then he sort of draws his stencil around that, and then he stencils it on your skin. But you can't really tell what it's going to look like because there's so it's hard to it's hard to describe. But there's so many like different shading. There's so much shading that goes into it that you can't really tell what's going to look like until man. Even when he's tattooing me, like it took like five or six hours. You couldn't really tell what the fuck was going on until like 45 minutes before he's done. And that's how <laughs> all realism is. Like I've had tattoos before where you look at it, you look at it, and you're like, yep. That's that's the fucking whatever. That's the eagle that I decided to get. I can see it. I can see the outline. With realism, it's like a painting. Like he's doing this part. He's doing this part. He's doing this part. He's doing this part. And he doesn't look like anything until like forty-five minutes till you're done. So you got to just lay there. You got to lay there and look at this, basically this like blob on your leg, and you got to just trust. Like okay, it'll it'll, it'll look good, right? And then 
And then 30 minutes before you're done, you start to see like, oh, I see it now, you know? So you have to, if you're going to get realism, man, you have to get someone that you, that you trust and just let them do their thing. You can't, you can't like micromanage it. You can't like look over it every second and try to see like, cause it, right. it doesn't look good till like 30 minutes before you're done. It's pretty fucking scary, honestly, dude. And pretty ballsy of a tattoo artist. I'm amazed at tattoo artists because I'm such a shit drawer. Like, to be able to yeah. take somebody's skin and say, no, no, this will be good. Like, I'm amazed at how good they are and how confident they are to do that. Dude, I always think that. I'm like, I feel like that. Like, I think I have a bunch of buddies who are barbers, barbers too. And I'm always like, there's got to be – because, you know, like – like Matt, you know, like there's that middle ground where you you suck at jujitsu and you're good at jujitsu, but there's a big gray area. Yeah. Right. Like you started one day, you started out of jujitsu and you sucked, and now you're incredible at it. But there was a big gray area that took years. I always think that about like tattoo artists and like right and like haircut guys. Like, who did you practice on in the in the gray area? Like, did you just fuck up a bunch of people's tattoos? Like, it, for how long? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is true. That's a steep right? learning curve, right? Like, if you fuck up, you're fucking up somebody's body. Yeah, what could they practice on? Especially <laughs> if it's realism, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Hey, Andre, before we let you go, uh, we just got to say, like, uh, you know, you took a tough loss to uh, Sadiq Youssef, who, who looked very good. It was um, a close ass. Close, yeah, very close, close fight, fight yeah. man. Um, very tough loss. What, what do you see coming up next for you? Yeah, the fight was tough. Uh, Sadiq had a, great, had a great game plan, and... Uh, he executed well. I, I, I really thought that I won the first. I know it was close, but I, I rocked him. I took him down three or four times. I won the third for sure. He for sure won the second. It was a real tough fight. Um, I don't know, man. I, it, you know, it, it, it sucks. Losing a fight sucks, especially yeah. a fight that big with that many people. You know, like uh, I feel like a lot of fighters, they, they lose a fight and they just start saying – fucking platitudes like oh yeah i'll be back better and i'll do this and like i will be back better and i'm looking to fight again i'm looking to fight again uh march or april man i'm, I'm not hurt at all i want to jump right back in there but uh like it sucks man i don't i don't ever try to downplay how bad it sucks like you know a lot of people like I, like I, like people don't understand you lose a fight man like you still have to walk around like i still have to go to the coffee shop and the grocery store and the bank and like you know, the people who love you are always going to love you, but I still have to walk. Sacramento's not a big city, man. I still got to walk around and, like, be the fighter guy who just lost, you know? Like, that that sticks with you for as long as it takes to get your next fight, you know? And, and that's where I'm at, and I'm just using it as fuel, man. I, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really, I'm really, uh, the that, that one hurt, you know? That loss hurt, but I'm using it as fuel, and I'm trying to get back in there maybe maybe March or April and just get another win, and, Get right back to it, you know. I really feel like I'm on a good run right now. I really feel like I'm, I'm putting on good fights in the cage, and I just want to keep it rolling, man. Get these get these wins racked up. Well, you really should keep your head up high because that was, hey, man, you could make a case for you in that fight. It was a good fight. It was a close fight. Sadiq's a stud. You just uh, before that in, in July, uh, you, you KO'd uh, Marais. Mara I'm killing his name. I'm Marais, yes. And then you had a decision over um, tough-ass Miles Jury. And, bef and before that, I'm not sure if it was right before that, when you uh, 
but you at that fight with Michael Johnson, I thought you won. So I feel for you, man. It's not like you got to walk around town like, oh, man, I got my ass handed to me. I don't think you ever got your fucking ass handed to you. You should walk around with your head up, dude. You're a dark horse in the division. I Not just because we have a bond over the comics. I always enjoy watching you fight. You always come to fight. You always show um, an improved skill set, whether it's your takedowns, your, your, you have a fucking great jab. Hey, man, I can't say enough, man. I really enjoy watching you. you fight, man. Yeah, keep, that means a lot yeah. to me, man. Thank you. Keep your head up, man. And uh, when next Appreciate time, it. when you got something announced... Or jump back on here. Yeah, yeah. I love man. I love I love talking to you guys. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. And yeah, try anytime, to, man. Anytime. Try to watch that Holly Quinn cartoon on the DC uh, app. I will. Trust I will. me, man. I, trust me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But because I trust your opinion so yeah. much, I will throw it on. All right. Let me know if you do. I want to. I want to know yeah. your opinion. Okay. All right, Andre. It's <laughs> good talking to you, man. Thanks, and guys. we'll talk to you again. Take care, Andre. See you, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, Andre's a friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got we got one MMA thing in there. I mean, listen. That guy could, uh, the guy's an interesting guy. Yeah, he really He's got is. hobbies. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There he is. Hey, there Bilal, he is. How you what's doing? up, Bilal? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you guys, man. I've been waiting here on hold for like three hours. Oh, fuck, Sorry. really? Andre wanted to talk about comic books. We had Andre Feely on, so we had to let him talk about comic books. We bond oh, about that. That's good, man. We bond about that shit. We're into that same geeky shit, me and him. You're not yeah, driving, are you? Advice. I'll give it some. Are you driving? Are you Are you parked? No, no, I'm parked right okay, now. Okay, good, oh, good. Okay. Safety first. So you don't have a fight or anything. You just wanted to come on. We like that when guys just come on when they don't have anything immediate to promote. Yeah, I just like to talk. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, what's going on, man? I mean, why are you, is it a hard, are you having a hard time getting a fight? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, I'm at, I'm at that, uh, that in-between point where the ranked guys don't want to fight me, and then it's not really worth it for me to fight the unranked guys because I'm a tough fight for everybody. So, like... I've won six out of my last seven fights, so like I feel like I deserve to get a rate guy, guys that are on the upper end. Like I'm, the goal is to get a belt. So like for me, sitting out and keep fighting these guys that are on ranked, it doesn't make any sense. That's a smart point yeah. too. That there's no advantage to a ranked guy fighting you. I mean, uh, there's no advantage for him because you're a tough fight. So all he does is stand to lose. So that's it's a it's a disadvantage for him either way. Yeah, and then most of these ranked guys are like they're scared. Like they'll sit there, hide behind their number, and like they'll sit out for like seven, eight months just so they don't have to fight somebody that's good. Like, but like I'll give it Dos Anjos. I mean, he was ranked number five and he fought an unranked guy in Kiesa and it costed yeah. him. But like I feel like he shouldn't even be a, a, a ranked one seventy pounder anyway. So I don't know who comes up with these rankings. Well, there's a couple of names here that I believe you mentioned. 
Uh, Kiesa, Lyman Good, Nico Price. Are these? Come on, man. Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, I said a lot of these guys. Nico Price, Mike Perry. I've, I've been calling out all these guys on social Ooh. media. Like, I, I'm just waiting for one of them to catch it and let's go. Mike Perry would be a very interesting fight. Yeah, I mean, I think they all be interesting fights. I mean, I, I, I it's it's kind of rough. You feel like you, and nowadays, but like, because you're a nice guy, I've seen you before. We bullshitted in person a bunch. Uh, you feel like you almost have to ruffle a little feathers to get some, uh, get some attention, or what? That's what I think it is. But like for me, I'm still not gonna like change who I am, change my values. Like, yeah. I gotta go on uh, Twitter and like talk about somebody's mom or something like that. I'll call them out like in a in a in a way that I think is funny. So like I, when I call out Kiesa, I didn't say like, "Yo, you sucked." That was a terrible performance. I mean, he won his fight. Congratulations, but yo, fight a real one seventy pounder. Like, I, like he got he fought a ranked guy fighting old Diego Sanchez and uh, old Carlos Condit. When I feel like I deserve that Dos Anjos fight, and Dos Anjos is coming off one and four uh, in his last five fights, so I don't even think he should have been ranked number five. But now Kiesa's on his point where he should be getting a close to a title shot now or like a Kobe Covington when he's don't really hasn't really beat anybody that good at 170. Like he's he's a good 55er and he's got a name, but like he doesn't deserve to be in that top five. So do you think there's a difference if he's fighting somebody who's a natural 170? Yeah, I think it's a huge difference. Like if you see Dos Anjos in person, Dos Anjos is small. And like if you you've seen like the game plan to beat Dos Anjos is just bigger guys take him down, wrestle him, and lay on top of him. And Kiesa's a, a big 170-pounder. I don't even know how he made 155, but, like, you know that's his game plan. He's not going to sit there and strike with you. He's not going to exchange with you. And, like, you could tell in that fight, looking at Dos Anjos, like, he was unmotivated after that second round. Like, you could tell when uh, Kiesa got him down to the third, he was like, ah. Uh, and he went for a leg lock. I'm like, who the hell goes for a leg lock in the UFC? Like, Dos Anjos doesn't do that type of thing. And he was just, like, weighing, laying there, wasting the clock for, like, two minutes. And Kiesa just played the game and got it, and then ended up stealing the the fight. I don't think it was a great, very impressive uh, performance, but I mean, he won against a ranked guy. I was surprised uh, RDA went away from those leg kicks. He was having great success, uh, I guess, kicking that calf, and uh, it seemed like it was really bothering Kiesa. And uh, maybe he maybe he got away for for his own reason. But I'm always amazed when guys go away from leg kicks that are working. Yeah, no, like in the second round he looked very good, but like I said, in the third round. Once Kiesa got that take on, like, there was no uh, sense of urgency with RDA. He didn't try to get up or he didn't think about it. I feel like he just got, all right, whatever. Oh, he's just going to do the same thing to me. He got, like, bored with it. And he was like, you know, when you get when you get taken down and then even, like, in practice, when you're, like, frustrated, uh, you keep going back and forth, back and forth, and then the same guy keeps taking you down, you get to that point where you just break and you're like, all right, whatever. You're just going to do this, do it then. You know, when you get in a fight and then you're going against, like, the strikers most of the time, they, get, they keep getting taken down and then – They'll look at the ref to like, hey, come on, stand us up or something like that. That's the point of I think they broke mentally, and I feel like RDA broke mentally in that fight. You wonder if he like, – do you think he right. paced himself – sorry, do you think he paced himself for a five-round fight? He had been fighting five-round fights, and you wonder sometimes if a guy is thinking – I mean, you know you're only fighting three, but does a guy get himself mentally ready to pace yourself uh, where you go five, and then in three, you all of a sudden you have no time left? I was worried about him getting out-hustled with the uh, the takedowns, because, and we even talked about that before that fight. And he's kind of he's I I I I agree with Bilal. I think he's kind of small for. I mean, he can get out hustled that way with the takedowns, even though they're not really beating him up down there. You know what I mean? But he gets behind in the scorecards, and that can make him a little more gun shy standing because every time he throws, he's getting clinched, put up against the cage, taken down. It's hard for him to conquer that center, right, Bilal? Yeah, exactly. That was 
I feel like that was uh, he he made the blueprint of that like game plan fight style. Like when you when you first saw when he won the title against Pettis, he just pushed him to the fence, kept taking him out, pushed him to the fence, kept taking him out, pushed him to the fence, kept taking him out. And that's what that's why he was so good at 155 because he was like bigger than most of those guys and stronger than guys. So he's able to keep doing that. So now at 170, when you're going against bigger wrestlers, they're doing the same exact thing to him. And that that fight style is like frustrating when guys keep doing that. Like you don't even have to be the best striker if you just have, you just throw a couple uh, punches. The other guy gets his hands in the air a little bit to defend. You shoot in, you get on top. That's the clock's going. The clock's going. And then, like you said, he he fought like I think his last four fights were main events, five rounders. And then this fight, he didn't have enough time to come back because he he's more of a, a a guy where his opponents get gassed. Like even in a, a Kevin Lee fight, it was a three round fight. Kevin Lee won that fight, but in the fourth round, Kevin Lee gassed out and then gave up the arm triangle. You know, Lyman Good is a stud, and that would be a fucking yeah. fun fight. But Nico Price is like a wild man. Yeah, that would. I, I'm telling you, if I heard that you and Nico Price were were on on a card versus each other, uh, that would definitely get my attention. That guy's nutty. I love it in a good way. Yeah, he's, he's fun funny, to watch. right? It's fun. It's funny because my coach always tells me, my coach Lewis Taylor from Chicago, like when I when I call out Nico Price, he's like, dude, what are you calling him out for? I was like, what do you mean? That's a good fight. He's an exciting fighter. He'd be like, no, he's one of those guys you can't train for because he throws the weirdest stuff. So catch you from weird positions. Like he does, <laughs> like he's, those are the hardest guys to train for. You're like, what is this guy gonna do? But like yeah. with like a glam and good, you know, all right, he's a striker, he's an orthodox striker, you know what he's gonna throw at you. Yeah. He's tough, he's strong, but it's easy to train for. Nico Price, you're like, all right, this guy can knock you out from his back. He can stand on his feet, just throw a bomb and then catch you with it. So <laughs> my my coach is like, take the smarter fight. And I'm like, nah, I'd rather go for excitement. I don't care about taking a smarter fight. Like, you know. It's yeah. about guys with names. Like Mike Perry lost like three of his last four, but when people was, uh, hear his name, they want to watch him fight. When Nico Price fights, people want to watch him fight, and I want to be the same way. When people hear uh, I'm fighting, I want them to watch me fight, and I feel like me and Nico Price could blow up a card. Yeah, I, or and so could you and Mike. And it's funny you say that Mike has lost a couple of fights, but there's something about him. People just like him, and they like the way he carries himself, and they like watching him fight. Uh, so you're right. It doesn't the, the record is not necessarily the thing that tells uh, the story. Yeah, exactly. If I'm not really going to gain anything from fighting them guys, but like I'll gain for some fans because I know people are going to be tuning into it. And then if I'm gonna, if I'm going to keep sitting here waiting for a ranked guy to finally say, yeah, I'm just going to be sitting on the sidelines. I mean, I love training. I love martial arts, but I'm trying to get paid as well. So and then the way to get paid is keep moving up the ladder. And the way to move up the ladder is with these rankings. But Do you I try to keep yourself ready in case somebody drops out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm staying ready all the time. I'm always uh, training. Uh, I feel like I, I stay more in shape and low in weight like by like doing gi classes and stuff like that to keep sweats going. Uh, but it's hard. It's hard when you don't have a name in front of you because like once you have that name in front of you, you know you have a name, it just, something just clicks and you're like, all right, now I'll do them extra miles after practice. I'll run. I'll, I'll do these extra weights. Right. It's just a whole different mindset of training. You still live with uh, my buddy over there, Jared, uh, UFC fighter Jared Gordon? Yeah, yeah, we're still together, but uh, he's in Florida right now with his uh, fiance. Yeah. Uh, she has a huge ninja gym down there, so he's out there in the sun while I'm out here in uh, snow. Yeah, I was. I gave him some shit. I, I messaged him because I saw he was in New York. Like, ah, I go, you don't say hello. I mean, I don't even know if we're that close, but I saw. I will come and train. No, but he appreciates it. I like Jared a lot, man. And no, yeah, Paul, he's such a good dude. He's a great dude, man. And uh, and also your teammate Paul Felder is fighting Dan Hooker. I'm really that's that's not getting talked about enough. Right. That's gonna be that's a great fucking fight, man. That that's the fight of the year for me right now. Like people are all, all so excited for the Khabib and Tony. That's a great fight, but 
man, this Paul and uh, Hangman, that's going to be a war right there. And that's the main event. Like, I feel like they need to be promoting that fight like it was the Alder McGregor fight. This fight's going to be a war. No, yeah, because Dan Hook is looking phenomenal. He is. And I, mean? and I never don't want to see Paul Felder fight. I love watching Paul Felder fight. His performance against Perry, even though he uh, he lost that fight, I think by decision, was so impressive, and he showed how tough he was. The yeah, fact did, that he he get, took, did he have a broken? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He hurt. He got. He, I think he broke his arm. Something like that. Yeah, he broke his arm, and he, and he had like switch up an opponent like in the, on a week notice. It was like it was a a, a late switch up too. So. Yeah. No, he, he was, was very very impressive in that fight. Even though he lost, it was very very impressive. Tough as nails. I was yeah. there when he. I was there in. Uh, Abu Dhabi when he fought um, uh, Edson Barboza, and uh, I'll tell you, yeah, he's just he's tough as they come. I'm really looking forward to that fight, and I'm looking forward to what's next with you, Bilal. I wanna, I wanna, I, I want. I mean, I don't want you to start talking shit, but I want to get this guy a fight. Yeah, he can't be on the sidelines, Jimmy. No, you should pick who 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 would you who would ideally you like to fight next? I mean, you've mentioned Nico, you mentioned Perry. I feel like uh, the card I want to get on is the Khabib card in Brooklyn. And I feel like the fight that makes sense on that card is Lyman Good. He's from New York. It's true. He's right. a New York-based guy, and I'm not afraid to go into his hometown and fight him. So I feel like that would be an exciting fight. And uh, he's coming off a, a big knockout win. That's true. Uh, and he has a good name, so I feel like that's a good fight for me. That's the fight to be that's made. That's a great fight. And I'm sure he'll like that, too, because it's not – I mean, people know Lyman Good, but yes. I don't think he's uh, more well-known than you, Bilal. You yeah, know that's what, what I'm saying. And, like, with guys, too, or, like uh, – a couple of my teammates, they, they'll, they'll call out guys on Twitter, and the guys on Twitter will be like, oh, you're calling me out. But I'm like, we're in the business of fighting. We're not in the yeah. business of making friends. Like, I'm it's saying, true. like, I'm not, I don't have to disrespect you or anything in any way. But I'm like, if I'm calling you out, you should be like, oh, beautiful. He's calling me out. I got an opponent. Let's yeah. sign the contract. If you think you're like the best in the world or one of the good guys, you'll be a, a fighting anybody. So, like, I mean, in uh, Lyman Good fought Damian Maya. So I don't think he's afraid to fight me. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what Jimmy says. You have enough friends. You could use some enemies. I like that, Jimmy. Exactly. You're, you're very welcome. You're very <laughs> All right, listen, Bilal. Right. We have Angela Hill we have to speak to. It's good talking to you, though, man. I hope you get on that card. You and Lyman Good to be a great fight. I would love to see that. Me too, man. Uh, for sure. Tell uh, uh, Angela Hill, congratulations. That was a great fight she had. Yeah, she yes. looked tremendous. Yes. All right, Bilal. Tell everybody I said hello, Jared and the crew. For sure, man. Appreciate it, guys. All, All right, right bro. Good talking to you, man. Take, Take care. Take care, bro. I, I like that whole team. I wish I we like had more time whole... with him. Uh, yeah, I know we have Angela waiting yeah, because I wanted to ask him what a ninja gym is. Oh, fuck. He said she has a ninja gym? I thought he said that. Did he say a ninja gym? Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There she is. Angela Hill. Hello. Angela. Hi. Congrats. Yes. Yeah. 
Thank you. Fucking yeah, sorry, beast mode. Was on beast mode. A second ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yelling beast mode. I'm an idiot. What happened? I said, sorry, my I accidentally put my phone on silent a oh. second ago, so I missed you guys' call. I, I do that all the time, but it's for different reasons. <laughs> it's because I used to cheat, and at 1 o'clock in the morning, I would get a text message, so I had to turn it on silent. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I got That's, That's not why I do it. I just don't like that. Yeah. You guys are disturbance. You don't have a mark oh. on you. <laughs> Angela, you don't have a mark on you. Now nah, I got a little scratch here. <laughs> That's it. But... I think it might have been from the Mets. <laughs> I mean, cloud, how are we feeling right now? Cloud, I mean, after a stoppage, I mean, cloud nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely on cloud nine. Like, you know, I've always wanted to be a finisher. And for whatever reason, it was just hard for me to get that finish. Uh, I keep going to decisions. Sometimes I'd lose a close one. And I always just felt, uh, you know, like uh, all my hard work was just right. Just not paying off as much as I thought it could. And finally, I feel like I've been pe- putting the pieces together a little better, and now I'm getting some uh, getting some finishes. Well, I mean, you're getting some steam also. I mean, some, something's changing. Like, they didn't want a piece of your hands in the past. I mean, what is going on? Like, did you just... Uh, just you just put a lot of time into your your um your takedown defense and or I mean what's going on now? That's what's changed. Um, I think just being meaner, like being more aggressive. You know, uh, I've been pulling the trigger a bit more, and I think a lot of times with uh with when you're when you I don't know when you train a lot like sometimes you forget how good you are so like if i'm in the gym and sometimes something works sometimes it doesn't i'll overthink uh using something that i know is going to work against someone my size or i know that's going to work against someone who's never seen it before so um so now i just stopped thinking too much (laughs) so were you doubting yourself uh in fights were you having those moments of doubt uh yeah i definitely have i've had a lot of moments of doubt um I think uh, I'm better in fights where the person doesn't give me a second to think. And uh, a lot of times I'll go back to like, what what was it about the Andrade fight that made it so special, that made everyone keep bringing it up, uh, even though it's a fight that I lost. And it's the fact that I didn't have a moment to think. I was just working off of instinct and, uh, you know, working off of her pressure, hitting her a counter. She was hitting me. But, you know, we were both in a dog fight and it was really exciting. So... I try to kind of make that happen even when someone's not being as aggressive as someone like her. And uh, I feel like now I'm finally able to, uh, yeah, just make, make that moment happen for myself. I'm the aggressor now. This was your uh, third short notice fight since April. Is that right? Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the first one was uh, Jody Escabel. Um, what was the next one? I forget. Well, how oh, short a notice one was Zhao Yan Yan? How Zhao short a notice was this one? How many? How, uh, how this one was about five weeks, so it wasn't too bad. Well, that's I was, not too uh, great. I mean, yeah, were you in shape? Good. I you- was on vacation, but yeah. oh, do you <laughs> walk around in shape? Was that? Do you walk around like in fight shape? I mean, I need an effing camp. I wouldn't take a fight without a fucking camp. I mean, do you? you yeah. I mean, are you walking around just itching for like to get called and like you stay in close to fight shape or how does that work? Um. Yeah, I, I'm always training. Um, yeah. I'm always training. I'm always trying to learn, and I have a list of upcoming strawweight fights. So mm-hmm. if there's like a couple girls on there that have, uh, you know 
kind of pulled out in the past. I'm like, hmm. I'm going to stay ready for that one. That's you know? smart. That's very smart. You know, we just talked to Bilal Muhammad about the same thing, about staying ah. ready just in case. And you said you like less time to think. So you're probably thrilled when you get a short notice fight. Yeah, I'll be there in two days. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I think it, it kind of uh, made news um, back last year when uh, Joanna and uh, Watterson were about to fight. But I was there cornering my girl, Lauren Mueller. And uh, yeah, I got a call and they were like, hey, I know this is crazy, but if Joanna can't make weight and we still want Joanna to fight, would you fight her at 125? And and it was like fight week, you know, it was like Wednesday. And I'm like, all right, I'm about, <laughs> I'm about 128 right now, so yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm a fighter. Like I I love getting in scraps. Uh, I feel like I've had my best fights in the gym. Like people haven't even seen like what I can really do yet. So. The more that I'm in the cage, the more likely one of those performances are going to happen in there. Well, I, I can't wait. I enjoy watching you fight. Let me ask you. Uh, I'm reading. You're very. You're you're big into video games. Is that right? Yeah. You play or you yeah, play a lot I play. Of, what What is your go to? What is your console and console and whatever? Well, I I'm usually playing PlayStation. I got I just got a Switch, so I've been kind of playing like kind of different games on that like uh when i was in mexico my uh my my fight camp game was uh, uh zelda oh, then when uh during this camp it was actually stardew valley which is like a farming simulator so it's kind of dorky wait but, a uh, farming simulator so what are you doing yeah. just like farm stuff just growing yeah, some corn so you you make a farm it was called overkill hills <laughs> you make a farm and then you like make crops and then you plant them and grow them. And yeah, it was really boring. But like, I don't know, it's, sometimes I like to have <gasps> games that are just mindless, like that Chase the Dragon type game that they made fun of on South Park. Like, oh, you almost got me. Like, it's that kind of game. <laughs> so who's your opponent in the farm game? Is it oh. Locusts or Rain or? <laughs> There's no opponent. Your, your opponent is yourself. It's a strategy game. Oh, okay. <laughs> like if you your opponent if, is yeah. the elements. Yeah, um, you yeah. can't neglect I, shit on there. It'll go bad. The crops will go yeah, bad. But you don't exactly. die. Like you don't lose. Like a like you know how you'll lose a lose a man or whatever. You don't die. What happens? Uh, like the corn is not good. Um, well, there's a cave that you have to mine, and in the cave there are monsters. I, so it picks up. You gotta you gotta I, watch out for the monsters. You have to like. Uh, use your timing to draw out their attack and then hit them with a with a sword or a stick or awesome. or a skite. Did you <laughs> get into virtual reality yet? No, I don't like it. Uh, I think um, my eyes like it. They don't they don't work with the virtual reality. Like I always see double vision. You know I, when uh, I when I do it. So it's kind of it gives me a headache a bit. So I got that's dizzy. the only reason I don't like it. I got some buddies. I tried to get into it because I love it, and uh, they're like, "Ah, oh, I get motion sickness." Like, All right. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. It's not the motion sickness. It's just the fact that it's like it's almost real, but it's still kind of makes you go cross-eyed when you're playing it. So. What? Yeah. Have you ever played a Vive like or an Oculus or? Um, I've only done it in like uh, they'll have them at like Comic Con. Yeah. They'll have it like in a mall or something. So I've only done it there, and like every time I've done it, I'm like, uh, it's, it's like the technology's almost 
there, but I'm still like a little uncomfortable. So I'd rather just watch a screen. Is but a- I did want to play uh, that Resident Evil game, the last one that came out. I did want to play that on uh, Virtual Reality because that show is scary. Yeah. I feel like you like actually like literally piss yourself if you play it like that. <laughs> is there a game that you love or that you've tried and you just stink at and can't get good at? Is there like a video game that you really like but cannot get good at? Oh, fucking Fortnite is horrible. Ah. So it's the worst. So I've I've tried to play because I like first person shooters. Me so too. I I like I like that Fortnite is really popular, but I still hate like the building shit and having to build a castle and then snipe someone from the tower. <sighs> but you also have to collect carts. I don't know, like. I, I'm more into like Apex Legends. That's a, a one of those other free to play uh, battle royale games. Fuck and, yeah, uh, battle royale! I love yeah, that shit. Yeah, battle royale. You ever play uh, PUBG? Right. PUBG? You ever play that? What is it? P- PUBG. Yeah, I played that before. That's that took the, me a while to get into. Yeah, well, that's yeah. kind of what I play in the virtual reality. You drop out of the okay. plane and you got to find the weapon. Oh, it's so fucking cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that feels. I feel like that would be a lot easier to get into in yeah. virtual reality because you're like running and doing. Oh, hundred percent. Well, yeah. I don't run. I don't make it cardio day, but I might sit. <laughs> but I mean, I'm having my little pixiled me. I'll tell you what endurance yeah. that little fucker has. All right, <laughs> I want to do a virtual reality because I'm afraid of heights. They have some where you like you go up in an elevator and you walk over a beam. Like I would like to try yeah, those. Conquer your fears. Conquer my fear. But I wouldn't. Want, yeah. I got very nauseous playing the virtual reality. I didn't like it. Can we get her another it's fight? Fun. I want to see. Yeah, do you have your eye on anybody in particular right now? Is there somebody that you're looking at? I know you said there's a couple of fights coming up, but is there anybody you'd like to? If you could choose somebody right now, who would you take? Um, man, it's it's so hard to say. Like, there's there's a bunch of fights coming up. Um, so I don't want to call out someone who's who's fighting already, but right. uh, I I well, she's fighting. But uh, I always wanted to fight Carolina. Yeah, uh, I oh. feel like that'd be a really good matchup for me. I feel like. Um, you know, I feel like uh, she's always been highly rate, ranked and highly rated. And I've always felt like, you know, skill wise, like mine's compared to hers. But for whatever reason, I haven't gotten the same recognition. So, like, I feel like that would be a really good matchup for me and for my uh, for my uh, hype. <laughs> I you know, guess. you're coming um, off two stoppages and this last one was, was beautiful elbows. Uh, I think you should get a ranked opponent next. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, also, Tisha, I feel like when I fought her, I was a totally different fighter. I was super green. It was like my third fight ever. Um, so it would be great to get that rematch as well. Um, and who is she fighting? She's fighting Mizuki, uh, who's another person that I wanted to fight when I was in Invicta. So um, that would be a cool fight as well. So maybe the winner of that fight or, uh, you know, whoever pulls out of that fight, like, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, those are some people that I've been looking at, but I'm, I'm really down for whatever. Uh, even if it's not a ranked opponent, uh, I'm, I'm just happy to get another person that I can yeah. smoke, you know? So I'm trying to smoke everyone. Smoke uh, congratulations. You yeah. looked really great uh, against Hannah Cyphers. You looked really great. Thank you. I was going to say, are you, you. Still, are you still doing the podcast with, with uh, Jessica Pate? The two straw, what is it? Two straws, yeah. Two it, straws. it was a YouTube show. It started or yeah. is it still going? Well, we stopped because the production was like really tough. Like I was um we would record 
but then I would do all this stupid like uh, all these stupid photoshops and like effects and stuff and it was fun but it just it would take me all day to do it so I ended up stopping just because it was it would take like days out of training I'm like ah, I need to I need to focus on my training yeah. but, uh, I, but well when you get spare <laughs> time you girls are you girls are fun together so yeah, I give it yeah, a thumbs up. Yeah. Hopefully, hey, if, if anyone's out there editing stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, maybe get someone to do that rain. stuff for you. You guys exactly. just do the content and have somebody edit it and put it together for you. Exactly. I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm a control freak, though, so yeah. it would have to be. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Sometimes we got to let the control go. I, I get it because creatively, yeah, if it's not 100% sure, your vision, sure. you're going to be frustrated. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's an option for sure. Yeah. All right, Angela. Congratulations. And I'm looking forward to seeing who you get next. And uh, you look great. So I'm really happy for you. And uh, we'll talk to you again. Take care, Angela. Angela Hill, thank you. Thank you, Angela. Take care. She's so pleasant. Yeah. But I understand that being a control freak. You just want to kind of control what it is you're doing. And you're obsessed that nobody else will do it right. But sometimes it's just, it's too much. Yeah, Jimmy. You know, listen, we're not going to figure it all out today. You want to see me live? I'm going yes. to be in uh, uh, April 3rd. I'm going to be in Connecticut at Foxwoods. April 4th, two shows at the Wilbur Theater. I have a bunch of dates going on sale very soon. Oh, guys, I don't know who we have on Wednesday, but I thought the Raging Ally Quinta, he might want to come in. So Let's have him in. Remind me. Do you have his number or no? Well, I'll give it to you. I don't got to do all the fucking legwork. No. All right? But I talked to him the other day. I threw it at him. You know he's got a grappling match for Mike Perry? Do you know that? I did not know that. They're doing a jiu-jitsu match. I swear to God. Did you know that too? No. No, I'm breaking the news right now. I did not know that. Yeah, I think it's with uh, Chael Sonnen's uh, promotion. But that's fun. He can talk about that. Raging House is a good dude. So let's try to get him in on Wednesday. Okay, Jimmy? All right, buddy. I would love that. All right, everybody. And oh, by the way, the people who ordered the uh, Kimura Savage shirts and Sarah jackets, whatever else, on... on uh, SarahBJJ.com. They are in the. They, they. I sent them out. I feel bad. I didn't send them out. My the, the girl Sue who works with me sent them out. I had some other person. I wasn't working out. They, they, listen, they're in the mail. I don't want people waiting, Jimmy. I look at this shirt. This shirt's comfortable. Yeah. I don't want people waiting, cursing beautiful. me, thinking that they give me money and I don't send them shit. Absolutely, it's, a, it's in the mail. A Kimura Lad shirt would be so nice. Let's not let's not end on that note, Jimmy. All right. What kind of shirt is it? Um, it is a uh, Kimura Savage shirt. Goodbye, Jimmy. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.